Welcome to the Bleeding Cincy Red Podcast Best Case Worst Case Scenario Edition, where we focus on one player each episode during spring training and discuss what they've done for us in the past and what they will mean to us in this 2018 World Championship Cincinnati Reds team. Who do we have on tap for today, Robert? In this episode, we'll look at Tucker Barnhart. Go Reds! And rightly so. I mean, deserved it 100%. Yeah, yes. One of those guys that, uh, you know, tossing people out or trying to steal the bases. And, uh, you know, like, it's so fun talking about Barnhart because I remember in 2016, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of times with the Reds games, I'm listening to the radio and, um, just hearing Marty getting so frustrated with Barnhart's uh, defense. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it makes me laugh because I, I was going to say to you, can you imagine three years ago if I looked you right in the face through Skype like we record these and I said, mark it down, 2017, the only Reds gold glove winner would be Tucker Barnhart. <laughs> I, Heck no! I, yeah, I, think yeah, we, I think we both that would have been laugh. pretty funny. I don't even think we would think he was a, a starting catcher. Maybe not even the backup catcher at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's crazy how a couple years uh, can change everything. A few injuries to Devin Mezzarocco can change, you know, the the career of not just himself but another player. And that's you know, one a guy who seems to embody uh, Cincinnati Reds baseball. In Tucker Barnhart, he's not flashy. He plays hard. wasn't thought of as a, a really a top prospect, and all he's done is come around to challenge and be the best defensive catcher in baseball, and and not too terrible at the plate either. Right, right, yeah. And luckily, the Reds, uh, before he won that Gold Glove, uh, locked him up, uh, extended him for four years uh, with a. Uh, a little option for 2022 if uh, they just, you know, if he continues to do what he's doing, uh, no reason to see him not doing what he's doing. So uh, the Reds got, I think, kind of a nice little deal um, by extending him and then immediately get rewarded with a gold glove, which I'm sure would have elevated the, the contract negotiations if they had uh, done it in a reverse order, waiting yeah. for him to get the gold glove and then extend him. So I think they, I think they were real smart about it, and I think that contract, assuming he stays healthy, as we could say that with anybody, I think that contract is going to look like a steal. I mean, I, I know the salaries uh, change, but over the four years, I mean, they average about four million dollars a year. I mean, four million dollars for a starting catcher in Major League Baseball is a steal, especially one with that type of defensive caliber. Um, and the option year is $7.5 million, which I think will 
assuming he plays well, will most certainly be picked up. Um, I found this really interesting. I'm, I was reading a lot on him because I, you know, I only know so much. And according to the Cincinnati. Cincinnati Enquirer, the deal is actually very similar to Yadier Molina's first extension with the Cardinals. And if you look at Molina's early years, he was a decent hitter, much like Barnhart, but not the super hitter he became over the next several seasons. And not that I'm saying it will happen, but man, wouldn't it be nice if Barnhart kind of turned into our Yadier Molina? Like if he could follow in those offensive footsteps, maybe, or even kind of come close to it. Uh, and also keep up that like fiery spirit that he has. I feel like he really could become, you know, a leader of this team. Right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, he's doing such a good job, uh, you know, just with the fielding that that's always uh, the the top uh, priority for the the catcher, anyways. Um, but but yeah, I mean, he's he's showing that uh, his uh, floor is is not a bad floor. Uh, so far, you know, about 250 with a, a 320 on base percentage. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty respectable uh, for a catcher with with the bat. But then you throw in that he's getting Gold Glove production out of there. And uh, a cool thing about Barnhart too is that he's a switch hitter. And you know, those those are great just because uh, you know one of the things I love about how they keep trying to build this Reds roster. I realize the wins and losses still aren't there yet uh, for us to get too excited, but uh, there's just all this versatility. I feel that the Reds are continually building into the the roster decisions that they do and uh, uh, having a switch hitter uh, in Barnhart uh, is just like one more extra little thing uh, that he brings to the plate. I, I'm kind of with you. I, I think the good days are ahead. Um, he had an offensive year in his second as the everyday catcher for the Reds. And uh, he was very consistent, almost identical numbers, 2016 and 2017. Um, though he had a few more walks. And like you said, uh, around a 350 on base percentage. And I'll take those numbers for your seventh, eighth hitter all day long. The switch hitting is great. Um, when it comes to. I want to get back to defense just a little bit because I, I found this really, really interesting. And uh, I have to give credit to Lan- radio personality Lance McAllister, who uh, on his blog pulled up these numbers um, last year, partway through last year. I don't, I don't think – I'm trying to look at the, the date. I, I don't know if it was the very end of the year or, or getting close to it. But these numbers were real fascinating to me. Tucker Barnhart versus the other catchers with the Reds. So when Luis Castillo pitched to other catchers, his for 22 innings, uh, his ERA was 4.84. When he pitched to Tucker Barnhart, and Tucker Barnhart was calling pitches and framing things behind the plate for 55 innings, his ERA was only 2.62. Sal Romano, all other catchers for the Reds, uh, led him to an 8 ERA. When Barnhart was behind the plate, it was only 4.33. Robert Stevenson, similar thing. Uh, 9.50 ERA for everyone else. But with Tucker Barnhart, only a 4.50 ERA. I think aside from other defensive metrics like throwing out runners, defensive runs saved, which I can talk about in a minute, I think the fact that he is framing these pitchers and making them better will go 
a, a very long way in 2018 and our quest for the playoffs. Um, we clearly have a good lineup uh, with little tweaks here and there. It was the starting pitching and even the bullpen, but really the starting pitching that was letting us down last year. And if Tucker Barnhart is in there for more innings than he's not, the data is really showing that our ERAs come down. If we keep those runs allowed down, ultimately, we really have a shot at sneaking our way into the playoffs in this year. I mean, what do you think? Oh, no, I think that's those are great uh, stats that uh, you brought out. Uh, thanks, Lance McAllister, for uh, giving this. Uh, that's like one of those things with the catchers that often kind of goes um, – untalked about is uh that uh kind of coaching from behind the plate that uh happens with with really good catchers and and that's great to see that with barnhart and actually see it statistically uh proving out like that's one of the great things about uh, statistics sometimes you know statistics you can bend them in ways where you make somebody who's not that great look great but um a lot of times when when you're seeing excellence uh, statistics can help back up that you know you're actually seeing what you think you're seeing, and um, and it's good to see that, especially with such young pitchers. We we definitely have all the young talent, but having somebody who can um, help kind of lead them and and show them, uh, you know, the the best pitches to to select, help guide the uh, infield and and their shifts and everything. Um, you know, Barn. I think what you start to see with that ERA is that Barnhart's doing a good job of uh, being a coach back there and showing people uh, what's happening. And uh, you know, I can't speak for for what Barnhart does as far as his preparation, but that also seems to point at him knowing uh, the batters as well as the pitchers know the batters. So that's that's great to see as well. He's clearly, clearly building trust with all those pitchers too, which you can only help with the younger pitchers who come up and they talk to, you know, uh, Luis Castillo and Homer Bailey and everyone else who's finding success with uh, Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. And so uh, I think that trust will go a long way to his leadership skills. Um, some other stats that I pulled up because I, I just want listeners to know how good he was last year as a defensive catcher. I know we keep talking about it, but I just can't stop talking about it because <laughs> I'm so thoroughly impressed. I would At the beginning of the year, I would have never guessed this. Um, aside from winning his first gold glove, he rated as the best defensive catcher in all of baseball according to most advanced stats that you can find. I, I looked all these up myself. And in fact, in defensive runs saved, Fangraph says that Barnhart saved 20 run, 21 runs last year with his defensive play. To put that in perspective, the second closest catcher in defensive runs saved, and remember, Barnhart was at 21, was Martin Maldonado of the Angels, and he saved 10 runs. 10 runs. Mm. So the second best catcher in all of baseball saved 10 runs, according to advanced metrics. Barnhart saved 21 runs. So Barnhart was double the defensive run saved than the second best catcher in that category. And that is why he, he if he hadn't won the gold glove, I, I, I don't know what I would have gone on a, a tirade on Twitter. <laughs> probably, probably lost a lot of followers with my 
with my profanities <laughs> uh, because he, he, he certainly deserved it. And there's, there's, I mean, the numbers just speak for themselves. He did. And, uh, you know, one thing to keep in mind too, is that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, really gotten to the, the playing time. Uh, I don't think he's maxed out the playing time quite as much as what he'll get to. Like, I, I don't, I think he'll play more, more games um, in the seasons coming up than he did in 2017. I think uh, he'll be just becoming more and more integral uh, as the catcher. Uh, you know, starting the season, he still it still wasn't really considered just his his job. So um, I, I think now that he's definitely locked in, I think. Uh, be playing even more he's going to be saving even more runs which is kind of crazy to think of when you throw out that stat where he's more than doubled anyone else in the entire major leagues with saving runs but like when he has more opportunities to save runs he's he's going to do it because that's what he's uh, shown so far so that's that's great yeah tucker barnhart is the starting catcher for the cincinnati reds in 2018 and there's no one else on that team uh who who truly earned his way into the starting spot um a lot of players have been good enough where they retain it um even joey Votto. i mean these guys a lot of these guys were top prospects that were moved in and they were kind of given long opportunities to become the stars that they are and the good hitters that they are and and lock down those positions uh but as far as tucker barnhart i mean he just took advantage of the playing time that he had and really earned his way into that starting spot. So I'm glad he'll be behind the plate on opening day. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting that, that you brought that up actually because yeah, Barnhart wasn't one of the top prospects. He was a tenth round pick, and he was actually drafted the same year as uh, Mike Leak and uh, Billy Hamilton. So uh, you know those were the two big prospects that year. So it shows kind of how sometimes you know. Uh, people kind of just give all the, the hoopla to the the first, second round people. But, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you get these gems like Barnhart that uh, work their way through the system and, um, you know, winning gold gloves now. So that's pretty cool <laughs> to, to see somebody actually just work all the way through the system like that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it makes you that, – that's what uh, Cincinnati Reds country is all about. That's what we love here. Uh, you know, we want superstars, but we really love guys who earn things. And uh, and everyone must always keep in mind forever and ever, going into 2018, Tucker Barnard has more gold gloves than Billy Hamilton. That is hard to believe. That is, <laughs> that hard, is to... hard to believe, actually. <laughs> not not because of Barnard. But yeah. No, and not because of Billy Hamilton. <laughs> he, <laughs> you know. He he does he's probably deserved a gold glove for several years and just has has been robbed. Um, anyway, all right. So what do you have for your uh, best case worst case scenario uh, for Tucker Barnhart? Okay, well the the great thing about Barnhart is that I think he's he's shown what his worst case is. It's you know he's hitting a two fifty three twenty on base percentage and a seven hundred OPS, which you know honestly is. Uh, you know, a league average type catcher production behind the plate. Um, and 
His worst case uh, defensively might be that, uh, you know, maybe he only saves 10 runs instead of 20 runs, or, you know, maybe we make it even worse and it's like he saves five runs, which uh, would, you know, I really feel like Barnhart, worst case, is league average. That is like worst case, uh, which is a pretty good place to be. And then best case, uh, he repeats on that gold glove, uh, earns an all-star bid, uh, and and I honestly feel like he's going to get more playing time this year than he did last year. So I, I really see like you know the potential for him to to really um, become even more of a a name uh, around the league, uh, especially for his defense. But uh, you know the potential for his offense to continue. Uh, to grow as he feels comfortable with that defense. Uh, I think it, I think you see that with catchers is that as they feel as they get more comfortable and attuned uh, behind the plate, uh, it kind of takes some pressure off when they're batting. And uh, and I look forward to to him actually achieving that best case and uh, taking that step forward this year. Yeah, I I think on his best case, the only thing I I I'm not as high on is I don't think he'll make an All Star team, but I think his numbers in in the best case scenario his numbers rise uh, just uh, a bit as he hits his prime. I mean he's only 27. I mean the the Reds sign him up with the four years are really taking up his prime years, which is exciting. Um, I think he has the potential to set career highs in every category uh, while keeping his strikeouts low. I think that's something we haven't really mentioned that much is one of the other strong indicators for him as a hitter is that he doesn't strike out a lot. He, he's a tough strikeout. He, he's right up, maybe not quite Joey Votto, but uh, you know, not many people are. <laughs> and because he's a bit patient and because he gets that ball in play, uh, he really will have an opportunity with being the the starting catcher for the full year for the Reds. Um, And uh, best case, he continues to dominate those defensive metrics uh, behind the plate to make our young pitching staff one of the best in the game. And that's what I'm I'm really excited about for him. Worst case scenario in my eyes uh, is actually kind of could be a good thing. Um, worst case scenario to me isn't so much that Tucker Barnhart falls off. It's that Devin Mezzarocco is healthy and clobbering the ball, forcing his way into the lineup more, giving less playing time to uh, Mr. Gold Glove Tucker Barnhart. To me, that's about the worst case scenario. I just can't see him, him falling too far off of that. Anyway, thanks to everybody out there for listening today. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you like what you hear, definitely rate us on itunes we love five stars um and and don't don't forget to share with your friends who are also reds fans um and stay tuned for more of the bleeding cincy red podcast best case worst case scenario spring training edition where we continue to focus on different players on the reds roster for 2018 and of course a special thanks to our all-time favorite red barry larkin for listening i'm sure he's tuned in somewhere go reds